This episode of Red Pages Podcast is brought to you by Koopa Conglomerates. If you ever need a princess captured, a castle sacked, or a large unexplained lava pool placed somewhere, please contact Koopa Conglomerates, Koopa Castle, One Turtle Way, Mushroom Kingdom. Everybody, it is Saturday, August thirtieth, twenty fourteen, and this is episode twenty six of Red Pages Podcast. I'm Justin, and that begins with a J. I'm Gord, and that does not begin with a J. I'm Paul, and this episode is sponsored by the letter J. <laughs> yeah, and the number fourteen, the number twenty six, I guess, that would, would be sense. the number that is sponsored by, because we are rapidly, oh, rapidly man. approaching the That's middle age of our podcast. Joke. What is what is the twenty sixth? Uh, yeah, I know. What is the 26th anniversary, uh, what, what do you, what is the traditional gift for your 26th anniversary? Is that the, uh, the, the roasted marshmallow uh, anniversary? Sure, I think it is. Yep. On this anniversary, uh, you, you buy your spouse, uh, some delicious marshmallows that you've carefully roasted to a crisp golden brown. So, what have, what have we been doing, guys? We actually, uh, this is, we, we're recording an episode two weeks in a row for the first time in not forever. for lack of trying, though. Uh, yes, no, not, not through any fault of our own. Uh, we, but we also don't have a guest this week, but we do next week. So, this week we can just talk about ourselves. Our favorite subject. Uh, you know, that and Hearthstone. That and Hearthstone are our favorite subjects. Um, uh, then, then my answer is Swiss cheese. Yep. Yep, bringing it back around, I see. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a deep cut. Uh, so, so uh, Paul, what have, what have your Swiss cheese been up to this week? Uh, week's been pretty, pretty boring. I've just been uh, doing not really much of anything. Uh, uh, my boss at work left to pursue uh, greater things like... Uh, taking care of children in an area that's not a city, so we got to do like fun drinks and sad goodbyes. That means you're the boss now, uh, right? That does, yes, that does mean that I've been promoted to a uh, slightly higher position than I currently am. Um, uh, where, where people Ooh, apparently, where people apparently respect me just a little bit. So, more. is there now a new low man on the totem pole that you get to boss around? Uh, no, I'm I'm still the newest employee on my. Yes, project. Justin, it's you. Yeah, <laughs> I. I'm, I will bring Justin in to boss him around and make him get me coffee. Is that's what's going to happen? Man, I, um, I I have totally uh, addressed some issues that your uh, employees at your company were trying to solve about what tanks they use in the Middle East one time. So, I I think I'm qualified. Yeah, totally. Um, in any case, I uh, the one. Actually, interesting thing that I ended up doing was uh, someone uh, on Reddit somewhere was like, I went to like this really good uh, ramen place in Brooklyn, and it was like probably the best ramen that I've ever had outside of California. Um, I'm gonna stop you there. That was, I mean, this is this is within the United States, you know. It does say on the sheet, right. best ramen outside of California in the United States. I, I made that. If you go a couple hours north, yeah. Of the U.S. border into Toronto, 
you will uh, have entered a forsaken land. The best ramen. I would not only say the best ramen outside of Japan, but also the best ramen I have had outside or inside Japan. Okay, that's pretty outstanding. Uh, called a Kintan ramen. Oh, I'm gonna put that I'm down with Google. Uh, in my list of things to do if I ever step foot in Canada ever again. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> fun in Toronto. Oh, Toronto's great. They've, 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 they've got uh, snakes, snakes and lattes. Thanks. Never mind. I like how that, um, is, that, that there is one thing that we can both agree on without. Uh, I, I also did enjoy Sneaky D's. Um, Mm, yep, yep, it, which is uh, famously portrayed in uh, Scott Pilgrim. Uh, some, uh, that was that was also there. where my quote came from, but apparently nobody picked up on it. Apparently not. <laughs> um, I, uh, but yeah, I, I went to this restaurant. It, it took um, about half an hour outside where I worked to get there, and I gotta say, not the best ramen that I've ever had in my life. Probably not even the best ramen I've had in New York. So, that was disappointing. That guy uh, who made that comment has, uh... <laughs> he, he has to answer for his, uh, crimes against... Is, is no longer... In he, the he, has, he has lost all, uh, uh ramen recommendation, uh, recommending privileges, you know? Hmm. Fortunate. Um, and, uh, also, I, my roommate is... is found uh, this thing that was linked on Kotaku a bit ago about uh, just a compilation of uh, Luigi in Mario Kart 8 doing his death stare uh, and all set uh, in slow-mo set to rap music, and it's pretty great. Are you um, are you going to be buying the uh, DLC for that game with, that lets you play uh, as Link? Because well, <laughs> I want to see the Link I'm, death stare. I'm, I'm, actually really, I'm actually really tempted, yeah. You could, you could um, play as Link like driving Captain Falcon's car. Oh, man. You know what? I mean, I, I guess you just. Whoa, sold sorry, run up by me again. Uh, F Zero DLC for Mario. Yeah, Kart. the the Blue Falcon is one going to be one of the new cars that you can have in the DLC. That's awesome. I hope it oh. handles like an F Zero cart and not like a Mario Kart. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 yeah, that would be lots of exploding. Yeah, and also zero to ninety with a, a tap of a button. Uh, you mean zero to six hundred miles? <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> six hundred. That's short. That's that's low. Yeah, I don't... They're like 3,000. Uh, really? Isn't that... I, like I a, That's, like, that's that faster than a terminal velocity of, a, of an F-Zero card. Oh, I, I, see that, I see that you are uh, under the impression that F-Zero is a game that is all about reality. No, but they do actually have a, uh, like, a um, speedometer. It's true. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it, it does go up into the thousands, doesn't it? No, I'm pretty sure Max out of either somewhere between, like, 300 and 700. Like this is this is very easily findable. Yeah, I'm I'm already googling for it. Uh, it yeah, says so. that they that they go up to uh, approximately a thousand kilometers per hour. Uh, ah, okay, that, that's which is that's what which is like okay, so about Mach one, which is six hundred and fifty something miles per hour. Okay, it says some of them can push Mach one point six. So um, we are both kind of right. We just had a confusion about units, is what it ended up being. Yep. Yep. Or something. Uh, and so also, uh, if you hit a wall, you uh, lose explode. most of your hit points. <laughs> also, this introduces hit points to Mario Kart. <laughs> uh, you, you can win through uh, sheer, um, uh, what's the word, endurance? Yeah. Uh, what, what's Be the, the last one to, the last yeah. Yeah, attrition. A new victory condition. Run all your opponents off the road. Yep. 
Uh, and also, uh, uh, retroactively, this new version of Mario Kart is going to be put into the old game Chrono Trigger. It's just going to be a sequence where you're playing modern day Mario Kart with uh, F Zero cars. So, so the the next DLC for Mario Kart Eight is going to feature Johnny from Chrono Trigger as a racer. <laughs> yeah. Ah, bad. I mean, uh, I guess if uh, Smash is bringing all these random characters and Mario Kart is starting to do that as well in DLC, why not? Yep. So you've you've eaten some ramen and watched some Luigi. Yeah, and that that was the highlight of these past couple of weeks because I've been a very uh, work-focused person. All right. Well, I'll I'll talk about something that's also work and that I have less of it because I'm back in my non-summer schedule, uh, which gives me uh, plenty of time to edit this podcast. Which is why the listeners may have noticed that it came out on time on our normal release day, which is Wednesday, instead of me frantically finishing it Friday so that uh, we can record another episode on Saturday. I also watched uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit this week. I just, is that the first time you've seen it? Um, I think it is, but I had, like, the oh. novelization of it when I was little, so I knew, and it had pictures in it, so I knew all of the plot beats, despite not having ever watched the movie. I imagine that it's not as good reading than watching. Well, it when, he's, like... when you're, like, four, you don't know. I, I feel That's like true. we had, I think we had it on VHS that my parents had recorded just from TV, but I had never watched it. I think they had told me that I was not old enough to understand what was going on in that movie. I and, think they're not entirely incorrect. Yeah, no, that, like, I would have, go- I would have enjoyed it, but I would not have understood it. Yeah. Um, you would have enjoyed it, you just wouldn't have known why. The, yeah, I watched it now, and I, uh, I understood it, but I didn't enjoy it, so it's the reverse. That's that's not actually true. I uh, I thought that it started out really good and it got weaker as the movie progressed. I enjoyed the movie, nevertheless. Um, I, I'm sad that this movie wouldn't cannot exist today. Like if if somebody no, were to pitch it, this, to, it'd be very difficult to uh, do. If somebody were to pitch this to Disney and Warner Brothers, they would be like, "No." Also, uh, meet this army of lawyers. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, uh, also, it all be CG, and that's not as satisfying. Well, I mean, we we kind of got it, and it was called Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, uh, that's true. But it's what, not. Yeah. It wasn't. But Wreck It Ralph was not the same level no. of uh. No. Wreck It Ralph was a CG movie with. No, wasn't wasn't the outside world also CG? There was no outside world for more than like ten seconds. Yeah, it was also CG, but it didn't it didn't factor into the. Into the movie oh, the way okay, that yeah, it does, yeah, like it was, it didn't have game characters right, yeah. interacting with real people. Yeah. Uh, I think Wreck It Ralph actually probably would have been better if that had been live, if that part had been live. Now that I think about it, hmm, that's, a, that's an interesting thing to think about. Uh, it would have been like The Wizard, the, the promotion, the yep. movie The Wizard. <laughs> um, see, that's I, I would watch that again. That's all I've got to talk about is a. Uh, who who framed Roger Rabbit? Apparently, uh, it is based on a book that I have not read, called uh, "Who Censored Roger Rabbit," and it starts out with hmm. Roger Rabbit getting killed. So I, I think there's a significant divergence from the, uh, the the book in this in this film. Um, also, there were a lot of there were a lot of good references to other 
movies in this that I I enjoyed picking up on. Also, it's a it's a it's a real uh, I guess deconstruction of racism in that time period in that city, which I didn't expect. Oh, well. Yeah, uh, it's actually I these are I saw that for the first time like many years ago. So yeah, yeah, it, this is actually very interesting. yeah. Um, and I I was like I cannot be the first one to like watch this movie and go oh this is a movie about racism. And then I, no, and I, then I, I googled I can, for I can it. See that I googled for now. it, and it was just like every single website was talking about Roger Rabbit and racism, <laughs> and how you know tunes are stand in for minorities. Um, so like clearly that is not a new insight on my part. Um, it's also not very uh, gender progressive, but I guess that's to be expected. I was I that's was really trade-off. that's the trade off you make. Yeah, I was you know, really if you want to talk about racism, you got to be uh, pretty. Uh, reductive in your gender politics. Yeah, I was, I was, and vice versa. I was disappointed. Not disappointed. I was conflicted by uh, Jessica Rabbit as a character because she's clearly designed to be a character that exists for sex appeal, but that's not who her character is. And she like out, comes out and says, you know, I, I yeah, just, she, they, they they actually do lunch that. Yeah, she bit. says like I'm not a bad girl. I'm just drawn that way. But <laughs> I don't know. And they put her next to Betty Boop, which is, uh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, I'm going to... Oh, actually, this does remind me of uh, the fact that um, Nicki Minaj did put out a uh, music video. With Betty Boop in it? Yes, with Betty. No, it's, um, the song is called Anaconda, and it's uh, very heavily samples uh, Baby Got Back. Okay. Um, Is it just a cover of Baby Got Back with, by Betty Boop? (laughs) Because I would, uh, I would listen to this song. Yeah, um, uh, it just reminds me from uh, just thinking about uh, how sort of weirdly uh, gender politics and uh, racism overlap within yep. that. Anyway, Gord, what have you been uh, doing? Also, I see that you're. I, don't know, I see that your half. Somebody's been messing with the. Yeah, I see that your halves <laughs> are uh, two video games, which I don't think count. Those aren't things that I've been playing, though. Yeah, that's but, video game news. Okay, you can you can talk about them, but don't talk about what they're about then. Okay, okay. There are two. There, there's there's a game coming out okay. that was announced. Uh, that is a collaboration between two uh, uh, game companies in the industry. Uh, and then there was a, a a new a new piece of hardware announced as well. Cool. Yeah. All right. How's that? That'd be good. That. Let's talk about those more in the game section, because I also want to talk about them. Right. Some things happened to this list. What? Who's been? I don't know. I know nothing. Uh, I certainly did not touch a single thing on this. Uh, you um, know that there is an edit history, right? Is that real? I'll change it saved in drive. Yeah, it, it it lets you see who did what. Paul. Huh. Paul. Oh. What? I like how it's uh, it's telling me that Paul edited it at nine forty eight, uh, and it is nine forty seven currently. So, uh, where is, can you explain time travel to me, Paul? Um, well, oh, for me, God, this is actually really awkward, guys. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to kill you now. Um, through through okay. the internet with the power. Of you can't. Really. I'm in the future. I'll just read the newspapers. It's from true. Yesterday. Gord is in Japan, which is in the future. <laughs> It's already the next day. So, so do you just not have anything? Have you done nothing this week? Is that what you're trying to tell us? 
I think most of it was video games and books. He, he lives in stasis for the entire week. All right. I feel like I probably had something in Haps that went away. No, you didn't. No, maybe not. All right, so some things are happening today. We're having a sushi and a Minecraft party. That sounds suspiciously that. like video games. <laughs> it's still Haps. We're having people over to our house physically to play some video games. It's, it's an event that happens to include video games, also sushi. Mm. So All anyways, right. those, those it, games... It gets a pass. All right, sweet. Those games are uh, a uh, Pokemon Tekken game, uh, the games that I was mentioning earlier, uh, and also the new 3DS. Yeah, I think we can talk about the new 3DS without it being... Why don't we just talk related. about it in the game section, though, because I have a thing that is a yeah. game to tie into it. And that game is... I've, I've, right. I've got many complaints about... Uh, the new 3DS. All right. It's a little weird. Stick a pin in that, then. Yeah. I think mainly it's the naming scheme. But anyways, Justin, what have you been reading? What have I been... Oh, wait, no, we have to... You, we can't just do that. I have to have time to put in a transition segment. Okay, <laughs> let's go to <laughs> books. And then uh, also books. Okay, what have I been reading? I've been right, reading a, a book called Ready Player One by Ernest Cline. I would really like to read it that. It is a good book. Uh, it is it is uh, good in the same way that the Scott Pilgrim movie or the Lego movie is good in that it is just a story about a bunch of 80s uh, pop culture stuff. It is not great literature by any means, <laughs> uh, but if you grew up in a time when you were exposed to a lot of 80s pop culture, uh, like Dragon Magazine or the movie Airplane... Or Lady Hawk, or Dungeons and Dragons, or I don't know Bon Jovi. If if it came out in the eighties, it's a thing that's probably in this book. Uh, Am I in that family book? ties? Did you come out in the eighties? Wait, aren't you on. married? I don't you know that particular wording. Yeah, I was just saying. <laughs> I came out of the womb in the eighties. Uh, okay. Mom, Dad, I have something to confess to you. I've been out since... I am being born right now. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's, it's really, really enjoyable. I, well, I'm, I, I've been going through it very quickly. Uh, I'm reading it because it was, my brother purchased it because it was on his required summer reading list for school. <laughs> and uh, I, I stole it from him. So Perfect. Just like a good older brother. Yeah, it, so uh, he did complain, hey... Where's my book? I couldn't do my homework. <laughs> I just said, ah, oh, that may be too bad. Maybe you should have read it faster. <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's pretty fair. rad summer reading. I wish I had had super cool summer reading like this when I was in high school. Did you hear about the, uh, oh, wait, never mind. Wait, wait, I'm emotionally I'm just charged. Okay. What? I, 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 I don't know what either of you said. Sorry, I'll... Gord can say thing again. Something about Cory Doctorow, which will probably make you angry. Uh, is it that he hates fun? <laughs> no, uh, there's a... a uh, there are a bunch of schools that had a summer reading plan, uh, and his book, Homeland, was on it. Okay. And uh, one of the schools... One of the principals just like looked at the cover and decided to ban the book okay. and take it off of the uh, the reading list. Okay. And then that sounds, uh, that sounds the, uh, makes the book strangely apropos. 
Yep. <laughs> that is precisely correct. Yeah. I think this might even be the school that the book was based on. Huh. Well, anyway. Uh, okay. So, so one of the teachers uh, stood up and said, you can't do that. That's just wrongful censorship. And uh, the principal said, you're fired. This is really funny now. <laughs> hmm? This huh. is really funny. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, so. Uh, so why is this? Why is this supposed to make me mad at Cory Doctorow? I mean, I'm, I'm always, I, I'm always up for a reason. Because it's about Cory Doctorow. I, I, I'm not, <laughs> I don't hate Cory Doctorow on principle. I dislike a lot of his opinions about how to implement stuff in the real world. I think he writes, you know, reasonably okay fiction and emphasis on the word fiction. Wait, they're not based in real life. No, it, this changes everything. I, I, I. You, you know, built your life. life. I built my life around that fact. <laughs> Little Brother and Homeland are about a terrorist attack that makes the government uh, put in place a whole bunch of very, very se- severe uh, anti-terrorism. Yeah, what he didn't take into account uh, in that book is that the very next time that government comes up for election, it's getting voted out of office because people are not going to put up with that. Uh-huh. Is that so? Yes. As soon as is that as soon happens? as security measures be uh, become so egregious that they are actively negatively impacting Let's people's say people are being indefinitely detained under are, are those insufficient are those are those people uh, being detained long enough that they are uh, one voting citizens and two like. Be, uh, okay, uh, this is clearly not the best place to get into this now. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, a whole bunch of people stood up for the teacher, yeah. and the book was reinstated, and the principal had to apologize. <laughs> that that was his rebuke. He, he said to, to say, "I'm sorry, guys. I shouldn't have made. I shouldn't have banned I, that book." <laughs> yeah. I messed up. Uh, but also, uh, <laughs> Doctor O's uh, publisher sent the book. Sent the school 200 copies of the book for free. That does sound like something Tor books would do. Yeah. I think it was specifically Tor teen. Anyways, Little Brother and Homecoming. Uh, home, homeland are <laughs> yep. both very good books. You know, home, Homecoming, <laughs> the sequel to... Homeland Queen. <laughs> yeah. The sequel to Little Brother, where the, the characters have to prepare for their senior year football game. <laughs> <laughs> Or uh, the uh, the entire series by Orson Scott Card. Homecoming. Yep. I don't know. I don't read books by racists. <laughs> That's not true. All right. I, I read. Oh, Andrew's what game. have you been? Reading? Wait, Paul had something else to say about Wait, Little yeah. Brother. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That you were both talking over each other. I don't even remember okay. at this point. So let me um, let me quickly for the readers who don't know what Ready Player One is, other than a book that is funny about the eighties, uh, summarize what the plot of this book is. And it, it is it is also set in a, a dystopian future, in the near near dystopian future in the year twenty forty or so, uh, when humans just didn't solve the energy crisis, so everything kind of sucks, um, and so overpopulation is a huge problem. But the internet is a virtual reality world that is uh, made by this dude who dies, and he. He, because he created the entire internet's virtual reality interface, is a gabillionaire, and he leaves his entire will to whoever can solve these puzzles that he has 
concocted. And because he was uh, an autistic fellow with uh, an unhealthy obsession with the 80s pop culture, that is the premise for the entire uh, thing. So, so all of the uh, all of the challenges and puzzles in this book are based on the eighties, and that was something that you you as the reader could solve too, right? Uh, like, no, the book was also a contest. There was a contest, but it was not the like there was. He ran a contest. I think there there may have been a reference to it in the book, but I don't remember. And it was definitely on his website. And I think what happened was nobody picked up on the fact that there was a contest because it was never announced because it was just supposed to be a secret. But nobody was looking. Oh, yeah. Okay, that so he eventually just said, hey... Also, you had to have the hard Yes, that was another thing that I remember. Uh, so he eventually was just like, so there's a contest. Uh, and uh-huh. it's for a DeLorean. And then somebody... Wow. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I, that, would, that would definitely garner interest. Yeah, so... Uh, yep. He, he he eventually somebody won it because suddenly people knew that there was a contest. Um it's kinda like that book. Did you did either of you ever read uh Secrets of the Alchemist Dar? Sounds familiar, but I cannot say I Okay, Secrets of the Alchemist Dar uh is this actually the second book uh in a series. The first book was called A Treasure's Trove, and they were picture books that were, you know, for children. But hidden in the pictures were pieces of a puzzle, and the first book of Treasures Trove, if you found these, if you solved any of these puzzles, it would point you to a specific tree in a park somewhere in the United States, and there were like 12 of these trees all over the United States in different parks. And if you went to that tree in that park and reached into like a knot hole or something, you would pull out a bejeweled with golden and uh, various precious stones insect. So, uh, this this was a wildly successful thing, and he wrote a sequel called Secrets of the Alchemist Dar, which I believe to this day is unsolved. Uh, the company eventually just went out of business because nobody had solved it. I, I, I'm pretty sure you can still buy the book and try. There are still, like, websites, people working on how to figure out the the prize for the second book was a bunch of different diamond and ruby and emerald sapphire rings and uh unfortunately those rings were all sold off to pay the debts of the company that was running this contest so you cannot uh you cannot actually yeah i think that there were like a hundred rings and together the total value of these rings were 200 or two million dollars oh you only need 50 to get to the uh, special stage yeah so Anyway, yeah, the, the company went into bankruptcy after Simon & Schuster had a dispute with them, and so these, these puzzles now only exist for uh, entertainment purposes. I, I, Propriety. Yeah, I, I think that the author still, like, occasionally puts out a new clue, but I don't know. I, I tried it. I worked on it for, like, a week or two, realized there is no way that I'm going to figure this out and even if I were, I would not figure it out faster than the thousands of people that are all brainstorming together on the internet to try and figure it out. So I was just, just put it away. Mm. And so did the thousands of other people for the same reason. Yeah. And uh, once I saw that nobody had ever solved it, uh, this book came out in 2006, I think. 
So it's been uh, almost... That's actually a pretty recent yeah, thing. Yeah, but it's been almost 10 years, and nobody has solved mm-hmm. it. And also, the prize is gone, so... There's not as much incentive. Yeah. Anyway, Paul, what have you been reading? Um, as I mentioned last time, I uh, had also, picked up... whoever is uh, typing. Uh, uh, he just left the room. Okay, good. Uh, he may be back in the future. Unfortunately. Um, unfortunately. Lock the door. Yep. Uh, I don't even know if this room actually... Dude, I know the door totally locks. It's real far away, though. Okay. Um, anyways, as I <laughs> as I'd, uh, previously mentioned uh, last week, I had um, looked at the uh, new uh, Brian uh, Leo Malley uh, graphic novel, Seconds, mm. and I had enjoyed like the first... 10, 20 pages of it that I'd read, and I decided to go back and actually go buy the dang thing, and it was good. It, it like, kind of, uh, it, it went from, like, uh, kind of a cute, um, slice of life thing to, like, very, I guess, magical realism almost type of thing, like, 30 pages in or something like that, maybe 100 pages, I don't know. Either way, it ended up becoming different. Um, but it kind of uh, works out in its favor because it makes a very uh, cute joke at the end that makes it all worth it. So the but entire yeah. thing is just a lead-up to a punchline? Uh, <laughs> it's not actually. If, if it were, I imagine that he would have just like made uh, just like one a page at the very end, just like a single panel where they just made that one joke. Uh, instead, it was just an offhand joke that was made um, like by the end of the book. It was cute, though. Uh, I enjoyed reading it. Uh, I don't know if it's if it's necessarily was worth the uh, retail cost, but oh well. Too late to. Is it is it a standalone or is there going to be another one? Uh, it seems like it's a standalone. Okay. Um, yeah. I'll read it eventually. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the story very kind of nicely uh, wraps itself up. Um, they give like a nice uh, uh, epilogue and almost of a. Like a eighties okay. um montage of things that happen to the various characters by the end. Huh. Alright. Well that's everybody. So Um Let's no. talk about that uh new three D S then. I, that, I don't think Gord has gone. Oh. That well, was that no. was me snubbing Gord. <laughs> well, let's talk about that new 3DS then. Yeah, let's talk about that new 3DS. Gord, what do you have to say about that new 3DS? Did you read it? Uh, I did not read the new 3DS, no. I read about it, though. What did you read, then? I read some more books in the Jupiter novels series. Oh, the ones that you talked about last week? Yep. There are six in total. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I read one and then six. And then uh, this past week, two and then three and then four, I have one left to read. Uh, so I read Billion Dollar Boy, which is, again, by Charles Sheffield. Uh, these, this, all, the three books that I read this past week were all by the same author. It seems like he wrote the first four books, and then Jerry Pornell stepped in for book five, and James B. Hogan stepped in for book six. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. Oh, so you said that Jerry Spinelli stepped in for book <laughs> six? Um, so I don't know if it was just originally Charles Sheffield's baby, and then, uh, I don't know, maybe his publisher shoved it around or something. Or what? I don't know. 
the seventh book was written like seventh book was written by Jerry Springer. Yep. The seventh book uh, of the seventh book was written by uh, Orson Scott Card. Orson Scott Card games on motorcycles. <laughs> on motorcycles. <laughs> uh, so Billion Dollar Boy was, I continue to think, the best book in the series. Uh, it follows the same formula as the first one, uh, but is a whole lot better. I think the Cyborg from Earth, which is book four, mm, is the second best. Uh, it does some things to turn the formula on its head. Uh, the formula being troubled kids uh, on Earth gets into trouble and gets sent out to space right. and learns some valuable things and builds a lot of character. Yeah, um, it hasn't changed since last week. Yeah, yeah. So Billion Dollar Boy is this super snotty rich kid who uh, uh, aggravates his uh, house servants. Is, uh, in, is, is it that, that he is worth a billion dollars? Or yeah. has a billion dollars? Oh? He's, uh, he, he's probably worth much, much, much more than that. Okay. Like at the end of the book, uh, oh, anyways. Um, so that's, this is a character who grows significantly. Um, and in the end of the book, he has a spine, which is not something that he started with. Uh, and then putting up roots is way different. Uh, it's more about a, a colony and, uh, what's, what's the word for that discovery of the other? Um, self-actualization? Xeno something. Xenophobia. These kids get put onto a, a planet where... Fear uh, of the other? Or discovery? No, fear. Discovery of the other. Z- it's like a, a different form of science fiction. Anyways, these kids get put on this, on this planet where uh, there's all of this alien biology and uh, they sort of left to their own devices. And also there are things going on. Yeah, that was that was pretty good, but it's also a little weird. It's also it, uh, dealt heavily with uh, autism in, I think, a time when nobody really talked about autism. Uh, one of the main characters is autistic, and uh, uh, the main character uh, gets to know and understand her. Um and sometimes it's dealt with a little indelicately by the other characters. Uh, but, I don't know, I think... Hmm, I think I would have to know a lot more about autism to have an opinion about how Charles Sheffield handles autism in this book. But it's interesting that it was a theme and not just, you know, discarded or uh, um, overlooked heavily. Uh, and then the Cyborg from Earth is the fourth book. Uh, and it, yeah, like I was saying, probably the second best. Uh, this one breaks away from the uh, format a bit more, but it's still Kid on Earth goes up to space. Uh, except in this case, he uh, joins the Space Navy. And then gets taken as a prisoner of war. Uh, I've got one more to read, and then I'm done with the series. Because I, I, I read six after I read book one. Um, and I don't think I've read this one, but I've read the first four previously. 
and I decided to come back. So they must be good, right? Mm, I don't know. I can think of a series that I read the first book of that I really liked and read the second one and didn't really like. So. Mm. Well, if you if you read only one of these books, read number two, read Billion Dollar Boy. I think it's worth a read. And also, it's like a, it's a, it's definitely a short read. Uh, you'll get through it quickly. So it's only like seven or eight pages. <laughs> not it's, it's not quite that short. Okay. All right. All right let's uh, let's segue. Let's talk about some video games. I'll talk let's about, talk about it. a I'll new t- 3ds. Wait, wait, we, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, we should talk about <laughs> our, our individual games before we go into a, a big discussion of something else. All right. So uh, I've got a small number of games to talk about, so I'll, I'll talk about them quickly. The first game I played is uh, Goat Simulator, uh, which I streamed on our uh, Twitch channel. And uh, we, we got a viewer who came in and said, uh, nice stream, and then left. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, typical. I don't know who that guy was. Let me. I, I did write down his name, so I because I said if you say something in the stream chat, I will read your name on the podcast. Uh, so I will. Uh, I will. I will look up his name and uh, read it as long, as soon as I learn how to spell stream. And it is not S T R A M. S tram. So, the second game I... Oh, wait, wait, I guess I should say something about Goat Simulator. <laughs> Not just that I played it. Uh, uh, it was, goats for the Goat Lord. Yeah, it was uh, incomprehensible. The, they, need, uh, uh, <laughs> they need to learn how to... Uh, how, to so, well, how, how far did you end up walking on two legs? I, I couldn't get it to work at all. Alright. Uh, here's a helpful tip for anyone who wants to play Goat Simulator. Think of it like you're playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah, I, that didn't <laughs> help. At all. Oh, oh it was a Terzhair. So thank you, Terzhair, for uh, for uh, watching me play Goat Simulator. It's spelled T R Z E H R. I might uh, broadcast my first experience with a Goat Simulator. Yeah, I don't think that's a game I'm going back to. Also, it resets all of your progress on everything when you change zones. But you can change zones. Yeah, there's an entire like theme park level. With a ca- like a like a carousel and a, a Ferris wheel. I I uh, I clearly have to go back and play more Goat Simulator. I spent a lot of time in that, the first area that you're in, and I, I yeah, almost I, I spent done a everything. lot of time there. And then I went through a tunnel to, and it was like, do you want to go to the next area? And I said, yep. And then it had, and then it reset all of my progress in the entire game. So there's that. Huh. Also, uh, the game doesn't tell you what the controls are. So if you don't get the right loading <laughs> screen tip to explain how to do something, then good luck. I feel yeah. like this is not a game that is about being easy No, to play. it's not a game about being a good game. It's a game about being a joke. Being but, a pretty good one, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, the second game I played was Skyrim, uh, which I was... Cool. Just, I don't know. I got in the mood to play Skyrim for some reason, even though I don't actually like that game. And uh, <laughs> I... Well, because um, Zach Zach said uh, that actually Skyrim is more fun if you don't play it the way you're supposed to play it and just do the main story quest instead because you right, get a, isn't that the, isn't that the way you're supposed to like 
That's so, the way. No, no, no. Man. The way you're supposed to play it is to start the game and run to the mage to the college. Mages yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's probably true, actually. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> the way that, the way that Skyrim ostensibly is supposed to be played, yeah, you just do the main quest and then do whatever, but the way that it actually is supposed to be played is you just do whatever you want. But, uh, he said that if you actually play the, uh, the main story quest, you get a bunch of fun tools that make the rest of the game more enjoyable. And so I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give that a shot. And uh, I, it turns out that I had actually gotten pretty far down the main quest chain already, like, more than halfway. So I progressed almost to the end. I think I've got, like, one more chapter uh, to go before I, I fight the final dragon or whatever. Um, and it was actually pretty enjoyable. I, I learned how to shout at dragons better. And I met a dragon, and uh, I, I talked to the dragon, and he was a pretty cool bro. And he also taught me how to breathe fire. Sweet. So, uh... I don't know if I'm going to go back and play Skyrim again, but it, it definitely uh, made Skyrim more enjoyable while I was playing it. Also, I played it with an Xbox 360 controller instead of the keyboard, and the interface was so much easier to navigate, which is the least intuitive thing that you would expect from a PC game. You'd yeah, that's weird. You'd figure that the the game plays better on a keyboard, but it just doesn't. And I was so su- shocked mm. and surprised. One quick note. You got to the... Uh the dragon on the top of the mountain, right? Yep, I had not met him yet. I was surprised climb. that he was a dragon. Yep. I climb further up the mountain. Yep. Yep, do that. There's, climb, there's not much more about to climb. Good, do it. <laughs> okay. Is, am I yep. going to learn that this dragon is going to inevitably betray me? Because I already read spoilers nope. for this plot, and I know that he will inevitably betray me. Probably. I mean, that's just the you, nature of dragons, really. Yep. If you climb up the mountain, you'll find what is probably the best part of the entire game. Is it the ability to look down on the entire land below you? Because <laughs> nope. I did that, and it was pretty cool. There's something specific. Huh. I'm going to mute the microphone and then sneeze. Can, can you just tell me what it is? Nope. Uh, well, Because I, I don't know if I'm going to play this game again for a long time. Mm. Also, I'm nowhere near that mountain now. so You can quick travel through it. <sighs> Uh, Alright, so so I also played a game that just came out. I bought my first game in like eight months uh, this week called uh, Azure Striker Gunvolt. And it came with another game called Mighty Gunvolt. So I'll talk about Mighty Gunvolt first because it is short. And it is basically an NES-style music, graphics, uh, translation, which I couldn't tell you what the plot of this game was because it... While those walls of text were in English, they were incomprehensible. Uh, and it is made by uh, Intercreates and Kiji Inafune, who is the father of Mega Man. Um, and it is a crossover between Mighty Number no. 9, Azure Striker Gunvolt, and some other game that Intercreates also made. And it's super short, and it com- came free with this game. So it, it was, you know, I finished the entire thing in like half an hour. Um, but it was pretty fun. It was just some, like, old NES-style Mega Man levels. Uh, Azure Striker Gunvolt is, I guess, the spiritual successor to the Mega Man Zero, Mega Man ZX games, because clearly he can't make those anymore, not working mm. at Capcom. But they play all, mm. it, it plays almost the same. You play as this dude named Gunvolt, um, and you blow your way through as m- these levels filled with enemies that want to kill you real bad. And then, depending on how much damage you took and how fast you cleared it, you get a ranking. Um, 
it unlike zero, you don't have a sword; you just have a gun, and you have the you you are a uh, like a mutant that has control over electricity. So you, what you do is you can shoot people with your gun. You shoot an enemy with your gun, and that does a very very tiny amount of damage to him. But more importantly, it tags that enemy, and you can tag an enemy up to three times, and then you can press your electricity button to just shoot a homing bolt of lightning at that dude, and uh, each time you've tagged him, it shoots an additional bolt, and you can just hold down to maintain, like, force lightning between you and that guy uh, until they're dead. The the thing is... So basically, your weapon is a taser. I mean, yes, lethal taser. But you, <laughs> but you, you, you don't have an infinite amount of electricity, it recharges naturally over time, and you can instantly recharge it to full, but you can't just hold down the channel button forever. You will go, you will use it all up and have to go into cooldown for a couple of seconds, and then you'll, an enemy will eat you. Um, it's definitely easier than the Mega Man Zero games, because you have infinite lives, and there are checkpoints that are far more friendly. But the... Uh, the ch- it sounds like a game I can actually play, then. Yes, but... Uh, for those who liked the difficulty of the Zero games, they, uh, there is a thing called challenges where it's just like, beat this level without getting hit. Or, you know, beat this entire level in under two minutes. You know, or, you know, beat this level with an S-plus ranking. Stuff like that. So that difficulty is still there if you want it. Anyway, this game came out uh, yesterday on the Nintendo 3DS eShop. And it is $15, and it is, I guess, $15 for two games, because it also comes with that other game that I I, I think was very, very easy. Uh, it, you do have lives in that game, but I think I died twice, and I had almost, like, nine or ten lives. So it was hmm. just more of, like, a... It was clearly just, like, a side project that they had done and felt it was good enough to toss in as a freebie. And then the last game I played... Two games I played, I guess, but they are linked. I'll talk about them together. Was uh, Diablo? I played Diablo One with Gord. Uh, yep. We we booted up. We we spent a long time troubleshooting the game to make it work on a modern uh, computer. I thought uh, we spent a long time trying to kill the pusher. Yep. Well, it, okay. So the game definitely runs on modern computers, but getting it to run in multiplayer is a different story. Ah, uh, okay, that's fair. So we spent a long time figuring out how to get uh, the the LAN to work, not the because uh, the the network protocol that Diablo 1 uses is not used by computers anymore. So we had to find a way to trick it into using modern protocol. Anyway. Oh, that's really interesting. Yep. Hmm. Uh, and it would not let us uh, see each other like on Battle.net, even though like if we were both logged in to Battle.net in the same room, we could not see each other, which was just weird. Um, in the same shard of the same Yeah, room. in the same... Yeah, it was like, you're in general chat 3... But even then, we could not see each other as online or join each other's also, games. Also, you couldn't just choose which shard to be in. Yeah, it is a it is a thing that I'm glad that they have improved since Diablo 1 yeah. came out. Anyway, we spent, uh, I don't know, two or three hours maybe playing this game. Uh, a couple, I guess Monday, maybe? Uh, and it took us that long to kill the butcher. And boy, yep. man, when... I totally understand now people who are complaining about the Butcher in Diablo 3 not being the scary, terrifying, awful thing that he was in Diablo (laughs) 1, because he in Diablo 1 is relentless. You you see that room where he's in, 
And you think, oh, it's only, like, what, the second floor of the dungeon? We've leveled up a yeah. couple of times. We can probably take him, because there are two of us. Uh, and he just goes, mm, fresh meat, and charges at you. And he moves just as fast as you do, which means that if you're not running in a straight line and are moving at an angle, he is going to hit you. And he hits you really hard for most of your and, health. And, yeah, and his attack interrupts interrupt. your attack animation. So if he just starts wailing on you, you can't even fight back. Mm. Um, you also can't run away because he yeah. also interrupts your your run animation. animation. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and so we we eventually kited him to a place and then died so that he would not be in our way so we could go deeper into the dungeon <laughs> and come back when we were much stronger. Which I think the guide recommended we be level ten. I think I, I was yep. level seven and you were level five and we we zerged him down. And uh, at that point, we decided we were done with Diablo one for the day. <laughs> uh, it was really uh, perhaps also forever. No, I'm, I, I would like to continue playing. Uh, I think that he is probably supposed to be the hardest boss. Uh, but uh, if we start up a new game, he'll be back, won't he? Um, mm, I don't know. I maybe, but we could just ignore him because we've completed that quest. Hmm. Like that quest is now flagged as done. We don't have to do that quest again for me. I don't know because we both completed it. Like, now we, our, our next mission was kill the Skeleton King. Um, so yeah, <laughs> uh, the Skeleton King, Leoric, uh, who is also the second, uh, a boss in Diablo 3. Anyway, I can totally understand when people yeah. play Diablo 3, were like, oh my god, it's the Butcher! And then the Butcher was just sort of a joke. Yeah, yeah. The Butcher um, is, is a, 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 a kind of a wuss. So, Diablo funny thing, uh, in Passive Exile, a similar fight to the Butcher also exists, and it actually has the feeling of, uh, or it's much closer to the feeling of Diablo 1 than Diablo 3's Butcher fight, in which uh, I, I, I think as it was like the second level of the dungeon, and then, alright, so I guess there's going to be a boss here at some point, and just, just ran in way faster than I expected, and proceeded to totally murder me. Yep. Man, the Butcher. He's basically mm-hmm. just, what, Pudge, I guess. He's got the hook, he's got the, the cleaver. I, I mean... He came before Pudge, so... Yeah, he does predate Pudge. Um, and then the other game that is also Diablo that I played is Diablo 3, which uh, had its latest patch come out, uh, which put in uh, seasons and some new content zones. And uh, I I stayed up until 1 in the morning last night racing for the leaderboard for 1st to 70, and I finished slightly too late and did not make it. But uh, uh, To be fair, you're not going to make it because people uh, had been... Um... I was pretty close. Like, if you look, the time that I finished and the time that the one, because th- it tracks the first thousand. Yeah, that's true. And so I was pretty close to the thousandth spot, but I I was slightly too slow. But uh, I did uh, just do an exploity repetitive garbage, not playing the game method. Oh, okay. So you actually, you actually did do the method. All right, that no. means you did have a chance. No, yeah, no, I just ran a miner's a miner's gold sixty one times to level up to seventy. And it was boring, and if I hadn't also been, like, listening to a podcast and talking to Gord about how boring it was, uh, I probably would not have had the <laughs> fortitude to finish it. But now I have a level 70 Crusader, I guess. So, um, this morning, I, I saw that nobody, not a single person, had uh, placed on the leaderboard for uh, complete Acts 1 to 5 in under an hour. So I did that, and I finished, got all the achievements for it, and it did not grant it to me, which I think means that probably lots of people have completed that, and it is just bugged. 
uh, I put in a bug ticket, and I'm hopefully uh, going to find out that, oh, you were the only person who, one, completed the criteria, and two, reported it, so you'll get your, your special reward. And if I don't, uh, oh well. Life goes on. Anyway, yeah. Diablo, Diablo 3. It's fun. Uh, I, I like the, uh, the new goblin zone that they put in. I have not seen it yet. Uh, we, we tried, though. We'll find it. Uh, it's, <laughs> That's miserable farming that, though. Yeah, it's, uh, there were, it's just a, this, this giant vault full of gold, and everything that you touch turns into giant piles of literally millions of gold. Uh, and then there is a fight with a boss who throws gold at you. And there's an achievement for collecting five million gold during that fight. Um, it's a good time. It's a good time to have a, a billion gold wraps. Yep, it is. A, it is a just. It is a really goofy zone because it's just filled with the the dancing treasure goblins who <laughs> run around screaming that they are uh, sad that you're attacking them for gold. I guess. Mm. I don't know. It's it's good. And then the other new zone was the cesspools, which is uh, broken. I would not advise anybody ever go there right now. I actually, I actually like it a lot. It just has a lot of horrible frame rate issues. Yeah, but no, the it's cool looking. Yeah, cool. it's it's a cool tile set, but it just doesn't work. Like my my game was just crying. Um, I actually, I actually managed to get through it without. Oh yeah, I've gotten through it, but like it is a noticeable frame rate drop, significant stuttering in there for a lot of people. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Diablo 3, yeah. Alright, uh, Paul, you also played Diablo 3, so do you have, that's a uh, yeah. segue for you to talk yeah. about Yeah, right? I, I mean, I've been mostly focusing on doing the Greater Rift content, uh, because I actually really like, uh, that much more than any of the season stuff. I, um, yeah. I also have a lot of characters to, uh, try to beat all of my friends, uh, times and stuff on, so... So, yeah, I I just would like to I, I just want to make sure that I'm better than all my friends at Diablo for so you, you want to be the best that there ever was exactly to beat all the rest that's your cause yeah pretty much I mean I'm doing pretty well right now I've got a uh, one I think like two characters of mine are uh, better than anyone solo you definitely um, beat me so yeah uh, to yeah to be fair I don't really have that many other friends who are uh, demon even hunters. demon hunters um. Yeah, until recently we sucked. No one wanted to be us, and now everybody does. How does that feel? That's karma. Man, I, I'm... My barbarian makes me sad. Um, in any case, uh, and also, this past week, uh, there's a... Guild Wars 1 has a thing um, where it's like completely automated, and they just have recurrent events that occur um, at certain time intervals, and right now it's something called the Wayfarer's Reverie. Um, which, if you do a cross-campaign scavenger hunt, sort of, you have to do a, one scavenger hunt for eight locations in each of the four campaigns. And if you do all of them, you get a reward, um, which has, which can be translated into rewards inside of Guild Wars 2. So I spent like ten hours doing those quests. Um, game, the, I actually uh, also remembered how much fun Guild Wars 1 was. Um, but also how frustrating the game can be. Uh, but I got my item, and I feel good. And I'm probably going to have to go back and do like some other cross-campaign scavenger hunts to complete a couple of other item sets. Do you like Guild Wars 1 better than 2? I think it's a mechanically superior game, uh, but it, no one plays it, unfortunately. Um, so, oh well. 
Uh, and the last thing that I played this week is a sweet game called Screen Cheat, um, in uh, which it channels uh, playing GoldenEye in Nintendo 64, where uh, every player in the game uh, occupies a portion of your screen. And so it's just otherwise a normal first-person shooter. You just need to kill, uh, like, there's a King of the Hill mode and a first-to-five random deathmatch mode. Um, so it just like lets you look at your opponent's screens yeah, all the but, time. I mean, the the other uh, thing is that each player's character model is invisible, oh. so that's actually the only way. Oh, uh, to there was a boss. There was a boss in uh, a Zelda game that was like that. That was really cool. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so I, I like the game seems so simple, and it's like this is uh it's like exactly what I want to be doing, in a lot of ways. Um, it's got a lot. Of, it hits a lot of nostalgia. I like first-person shooters, and so I've been uh, play test. Or it's in like a public beta right now, which might be ending soon. Um, but you can also get it early access on Steam. Cool. Hmm. All right, Gord. You have a huge list. Can you pick uh, <laughs> some? Of, can you pick some of those games, and then we can spend the time that you would have spent talking about twenty other games, talking about the new 3DS that you wanted to talk about. Wait a minute. That's cutting into my games time. Your games time. Uh, well, if we go by titles alone, is seven times longer than everyone else's. <laughs> All right. So I played a bunch of new games in the humble bundle. Uh, I played, and it's also some other games. Uh, One Finger Death Punch is more fun than I think it should be. It's uh, it's a fighting game with two buttons, punch left and punch right. And uh, things are constantly charging you from both directions. And the only way to move is to punch into somebody. You, you, uh, you punch and also take a step in that direction. Uh, and uh, you get combos for uh, not missing and stuff. It seems pretty fun. Seems uh, uh, surprising close to Dive Kick. I have not yet played Dive Kick, but I would like to someday. I also played Sticky to the Man, which was in the same bundle. Uh, it's like a platformer Psychonauts uh, with a very distinct art style. Uh, you you can uh, read people's minds, and you can also uh, take things that people are thinking about and then apply those in the real world somewhere. So, like, uh, this person thinking about glue. You, so, you, so you take their glue, and then you put it on a thing that you need stuck to another thing. Um, it's pretty neat. Enemy Mind, Enemy Mind is an R-type game where you are uh, you're, you're, you're a spaceship in space, and you are constantly flying right, and you are shooting things. Uh, except this one... You are in between two fleets uh, who are fighting each other, and you just happen to always be traveling at exactly the same speed as those fleets are meeting each other. And the one on the right is constantly under fire and losing ground. Uh, you are not actually a ship. You are uh, an, an entity, and you can uh, grab any ship that is close enough, and now you are that ship. Uh, and uh, you can jump from ship to ship. Uh, recommended you waste all of that ship's ammo before jumping, because otherwise it will just immediately Isn't wake there, up. Is there uh, some uh, driving game that's like that, where you jump into people's cars? I don't know. I feel like 
see, like, the game was, like, called Driver or something. Hmm, cool. Uh, it reminds me a bit of a, this game on Linux way back. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, though. Uh, I want to say Nighthawk or Hawk. Hawk something. Hawken. But, Hawk, no. <laughs> um, you are, uh, you are a, a robot drone. Um, and you have to, uh, you start off with no weapons and no health, and you have to, uh, jump into a better drone, uh, but the higher the difference between you and the drone you're trying to take over, the, uh, more likely it is that it will fight back and you will just explode. Uh, and then you, uh, so at some point you need to have a gun to get past an obstacle, so you have to go find a dude with a gun and then, uh, close the difference by jumping into um, stronger and stronger drones until you can uh, hop into a drone with a gun, and then you just destroy everything on the map. Uh, so yeah, um, enemy mind is cool. Master reboot is fun. Uh, it's a first-person game uh, where you are a caretaker in a uh, a virtual afterlife. This is this company that has come up that uh, lets you dump a whole bunch of memories into this cloud. And then uh, when you die, your family and loved ones can uh, uh, visit this virtual backup of memories of you so that they can um, stay close, I guess. Um, And uh, there is a... uh, There's this caretaker AI that is going nuts and is just psychologically torturing all of the, uh, the, uh, the the virtual souls and you have to go around and solve a bunch of puzzles. Uh, it's neat. It's visually striking. It's uh, a very pretty game. And I'm going to play some more of that. I went back and played Rock of Ages, which was from a previous Humble Bundle, and it is uh, very strange. <laughs> it's a lot more like a Super Monkey Ball, Super Monkey Ball than I was expecting. Um, it's you. You are a rock, and you control which way this rock rolls, and uh, you build up speed, and then crash into things, and you get points for uh, bowling things over. Uh, but also at the same time, somebody else is rolling a ball towards you. Except I don't know if it's on the same course or what. Like I don't know if you can meet the other rock, or they are just in a different version of the rock. Uh, of the of the of the course, and except they are swinging your way instead of, I don't know. I, I have not actually been able to figure that out. You can build structures to slow the other rock down, but I don't. I don't know. I didn't play enough. It was, it was a very strange experience. Strife, the uh, hero management game, is now in open beta, and anyone can play which is going to do marvelously wonderful things to the matchmaking, which, uh, when there were 50 people total playing at any given time, put you against either a team of professionals who were queuing together or uh, a bunch of people who had no idea how to play the game uh, but never really balanced you to uh, against people who had any kind of similar skill level. So you're either, you were either... Uh, completely demolished, or you completely demolished the other team. 
uh, but but now uh, now that it is opened up, that will be quite different. They also launched at the same time a uh, single player campaign mode, which is super cool and gives some backstory and uh, actually changes the dynamics of the game a bunch. Um, yep. All right. Yeah. So it's, it's like a it's like a mission where you uh, accomplish a bunch of objectives along a path instead of. Uh, in your typical MOBA asymmetric 5v5 map. Uh, I played some Super Mario World. Uh, I decided that I want to be good at playing that game quickly. Uh, I was playing with Maggie, and we were playing a, a two-player game to uh, completion the long way. And then uh, as soon as we did that, we turned off the power and then turned the power back on, and our save was gone. Oh. So I, I decided to, uh, but that was it. I was just going to play the, through the, uh, the the Star World path, where you can just beat Bowser in 15 minutes or so. And then I decided to time myself, and then I decided to beat that time, and then I did that again. And my current time is oh, now you're minutes, a speed seven seconds. Yes, it's exciting. I'm a uh, roughly six and a bit minutes. Uh, longer than the current world record. I'm going to keep uh, shaving my number down. I also played some Counter-Strike Global Offensive, and I would like to get better at that. Oh, if you weren't in Japan, I'd say we should queue together, but I'm pretty sure matchmaking would be horrendous. I don't know. We could try it. I'm uh, not playing over wireless now, so things are different. Uh, Anyways, let's talk about, now the, we can 3DS. Talk about the new 3DS. Uh, First yes. off, the name. The new 3DS. The name it's is like, new it's, 3DS. It's actually worse than uh, the name of Wii U. Yeah, I mean, somehow. It's I mean that's it's like new Super Mario Brothers, right? No, but like there's there's already confusion uh, when people are like, do you want to get the Wii, the Wii Mini, the Wii U? Yep. And now it's. Hey, I want the okay, new. Okay, let me let me 3DS. let me uh, paint for you a scenario. It's Christmas time, and this has just come out. And a mother walks into GameStop and says, "I would like to get my son a new 3DS." And the GameStop guy says, "Do you mean the new 3DS or the 3DS?" And she says, "No, I would like a new 3DS for my son." And he pulls out both of them and says, "Well, this is the 3DS, and this is the new 3DS." And she says, huh, those look the same. And then goes with the one that is $100 cheaper. Yep. And then her son is sad. Or her daughter. We don't discriminate. Girls I mean, play, uh, girls play also, video games. There's also the uh, possibility of um, there, uh, there being a uh, new new 3S and a used new 3DS. Yep. Which yep. creates a lot of confusion. Yep. And when they, uh, they, when they release the inevitable remodel of the new 3DS, there's going to be the new 3DS, the new new 3DS, and the old no, I don't want to hear 3DS, about any 3DS. The new 3DS U? Yeah. So I don't want to hear about no 3DS, whether they're old or new or new new. Or new new. <laughs> uh, uh, also, what's on second and I don't know is on third. Yeah. So, the new 3DS plays the same games as the old 3DS, uh, except some games will only run on the new 3DS. Yep, it's 
I wish they would have just said it's a different system if it's if it's like like the Game Boy Color was named something different. It was a yep. Game Boy, but it was yeah, I played old Game Boy games, and some games that came out at, for it worked on the regular one, but not all of them. I mean, they already did that with the uh, DS going to the 3DS. And... Right, but the three right the 3DS is a like a visibly different system if you look at them to, next to one another. But this one is not. Oh no, if that's yeah. true. Oh, it's got extra trigger buttons. Yeah, but you can't see those just by looking at it head on. The only difference you'll see is like uh, there's there's the C stick, which is tiny. I don't think that the DS and the 3DS are significantly different to someone who. I think does if you look at them next to one another, their button placement is very different, and they're shaped completely differently. So they're both wide. No, the, the 3DS clamshell hinges. The 3DS is like weird and ridged on the top, and doesn't have cameras, and the screens are way smaller, and. There is not that home row. There's not that ho- ro- home row of buttons okay, but at the bottom. This same and there's a technology. circle pad on the 3DS. There's like a joystick on it. That's not. Hmm. That is not as different as the gap between the Game Boy Advance and the Nintendo DS. No, but it's definitely bigger than the gap between the original Game Boy and the Game or the Game Boy Pocket and the Game Boy Color. Oh, I forgot about that. The Game Boy thing. Pocket and the Game Boy Color, if it if the Game Boy Color We're didn't say color on it, you would not be able to tell. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Game Boy Pocket was also way smaller. Right. Okay, well, so it was the, the same size as the color. The DS. Mm. Uh, no, it was actually smaller than the color. It was smaller color. than the color, really? It was thinner. Oh, okay, but it, I meant I meant uh, it, it's its silhouette was the same size. Uh, the silhouette the silhouettes are pretty much identical. Yeah. Uh, unless you look at it from the side, yeah. Also, there are a lot of different DSs. Like, are you comparing the original DS to the 3DS, or the DS Lite to the 3DS, or the, the DSi to the 3DS? I was going DS Lite. I feel like, because, like, the, ori- the, the, yeah, the original... The original DS compared to the 3DS is, like, completely different. But, uh, the DS Lite is much closer. Anyway, I think it's weird that they're releasing this. I guess... I guess it makes sense. They want to start porting Wii games to the 3DS. Yeah, I just wish they had, they just need to rename it at some point. Yeah, like, it's a bad name. Before it comes out, they really just need Our to rename it. Our uh, guest for next week cl- uh, has put forward the supposition that the name Wii U lost the Wii U like 50% sales or something ridiculous. Yep. Which I'm not sure if I agree with, but I would like to hear his logic on that. Anyway... New 3DS. It's gonna get the. It's gonna get Xenoblade. Paul, you must feel happy that you didn't buy a 3DS now. Now you can just buy this, right? Uh, probably probably not. Uh, probably not. Once again, didn't buy Pokemon. Didn't buy it for Pokemon. There's really not much. Yeah. That, uh, uh, also, you will not. Regular. You will not need this to play the new Super Smash Brothers. So. I have a Wii U for that. So. Yeah, well, also, they're different games. Uh, I mean. Also, okay. the new the Smash Bros. roster just leaked. They get some guy who works uh, for Nintendo leaked it. Uh, uh, are, are you sure? Because uh, like, yes, uh, like Nintendo went into full damage control mode, sent out uh, cease and desist letters, every, like everything. Whoa. Yeah, they had the content. The, like there was actual video stream content from the ESRB. Oh, uh, okay. So these are not the the ESRB photos. No, the, the ESRB photos. They are the ESRB photos. 
but they were accompanied with actual video footage of the ESRB oh, stuff okay. that was taken offline very quickly. It is hard to find, which is why the so, photos are everywhere, so, but the videos are not. So du- Duck Hunt is... Duck Hunt is a thing. That, cool. that was the one thing that made me skeptical. Yeah, well, you know, the, they, they do love to troll... Well, that that made you skeptical, and not uh, what was it, Dark Dark Pit? Uh, Dark Pit, uh, yeah, Dark Pit. Dark Pit nope. appeared in a Smash Bros. trailer already. He appeared in the Palutena trailer when she was revealed. Yeah. So it was pretty clear that he was in the game in some capacity. But uh, and it's not like it's the first time they've done uh, reskins, right? Of characters. Uh, Doctor Mario being back was what made me skeptical, but I guess I guess he's back. Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, they had uh, also another that character that my is uh, getting cut from this game from the Ice Climbers point. is not co- oh Ice Climbers, Ice Climbers yeah, are not coming back, uh, which is hugely disappointing. Well, from from what I heard, because a, a long time ago in development, like a couple months ago, they said they were having real trouble getting the Ice Climbers to work properly in the 3DS version, hmm. um, the the dual character tracking or something. Um, but that same leak also said that Ice Climbers was planned as a DLC in the future. So I'm guessing what happened was, and, you know, presuming that all of this is true, which, you know, they could always, it could always be revealed as fake, even though, with, even with the very compelling video footage. Um, I'm guessing what happened is because the, the 3DS version is coming out months ahead of the Wii U version is they figured it out, but the game had already gone to, ship. It had, it had gone gold. They couldn't change it. Mm. So I'm guessing what will happen is, my, my hypothesis will be, because they said that the rosters between the two games will be identical, the Ice Climbers will be on the disc of the Wii U version, and they will be, when the Wii U version comes out, just free DLC for the 3DS version. That's what makes okay. the most sense to me. But, you know, okay Nintendo Nintendo could do whatever they want. Like, that's that's just me as a as an. Artist. But they won't make a Pokemon MMO. The one thing nope. that could. No, nope. but that's that's around. my that is my armchair biz dev uh, Michael Pachter analysis of this situation. Yeah, maybe they'll charge for it. I don't know. Also, they uh, they announced the prices of their amiibo toys. They're like twelve dollars each. And you can buy them. Uh, the Link one was the number th- number two selling uh, toy on Amazon that day. So uh, if if you want to uh, purchase those, they're compatible with Smash Bros. and Mario Kart and some other stuff. Can you explain those to me? Okay. So this is actually a thing that the new the new 3DS also has built into it. They are so you know what Skylanders is, right? Yeah. It's that. Yeah. It's that. They are Nintendo huh, okay. Skylanders. <laughs> um, you know, like you can use one across multiple yes. games. And yep. what do they do in the games? Uh, it is different like in a new play different in every game. So, so I've got Link. I put it on Mario Kart. Right. Um, I, they have not announced at all how it works for Mario Kart yet. It's because that functionality has to be patched in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, and it's all saved to the figurine. There's an it's a uh, it communicates with the Wii. The Wii U had, just has the NFC communicator built in. The new 3DS uh, has a uh, has that built in yeah. as well. The old one does not. Um, for Smash Bros. It lets you build custom AIs of that character to fight against with certain move sets and difficulty levels and intelligence beha- patterns. Because mm, like you already play the character, right? Uh, and it lets you, 
I think it's got some sort of intelligence that you can continually fight against it, and it will learn and get better and continually challenge you, and I think you can make them fight. And then take over the world. Yeah, and then you can make them <laughs> fight against one another, so you can take yours and fight it against your friends to see which is better. I don't know. Yeah. Yep, it's not, like, it's not content the way that you would think. Oh, they're just, gou- they're gouging me $12 per one of these, and I need 12 of them to access all the content in this game. That's not what's happening here. Uh, that actually does remind me of something, like, semi- semi-related to um, having AI fight each other. Yep. Uh, but there's a stream that was, at least until this morning, still going on, in which a person took... Uh, Two level one computers in uh, Brawl. Mm-hmm. Uh, set them to Jigglypuff. Okay. Set the damage ratio to half. <laughs> uh, set the only items to spawn to be food. This is a tickle fight. Set, <laughs> so this is the and and the map is Hyrule Temple. Uh, okay. So um, gonna, this is gonna go forever. I, have, I think <laughs> at least twenty hours. Um, yeah. So I don't. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm gonna be buying any of these Amiibo. I might get one. Um, I think it would be funny to own the Wii Fit Trainer toy because that's such a ridiculous a thing that exists. <laughs> uh, or the the Animal Crossing Villager one. I I would be more tempted to buy the Animal Crossing Villager one if he had his axe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, uh, I mean, what if he had the net? With the no, net he doesn't have the net. He doesn't have anything. So, oh well. Um, they're also really high quality. Like I, if you look at pictures of them, they're pretty detailed. Uh, the Marth one looks really cool. Uh, as somebody who doesn't like Fire Emblem, uh, I thought I thought Marth looked good. I don't know. Uh, and and they'll be coming out with more of them, I'm sure. Also, uh, another character that was announced was Bowser Jr. and he is in the Koopa Clown car. Yeah, I'm actually pretty excited about that one. And I I think that looks pretty goofy. Anyway, also this is Pokemon the, uh, fighting game. Oh, what? Same one is in the... the same one is in what? Same one as in. Oh, Smash Bros. No. Same. No. Bowser Jr.? Bowser Jr. isn't in any other Smash Bros. game. The, the new one. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. The, the Smash Bros. game, the character, Bowser Jr., is was announced. That was what I was saying. Oh, okay. I thought you were still talking about the uh, physical... No, reference. they have not revealed a toy for him because he has not been officially revealed. Ah. But soon. Yep. Probably. I'm glad that he's the... Uh, uh, Super Mario Sunshine version of him. Well, the, are there any other versions of him? Uh, no. Um, like and what? that is the final answer. You say I don't. I think I, I thought he looked the same. I feel like yes. I thought he's looked the same across all the all the games. In Sunshine specifically, he had the. Uh, oh, he has the the, the bib. The, the bandana. bandana. Okay, yeah. I thought he kept that in into other games. Uh, no, no, he doesn't. Uh, with the with the teeth drawn at it, that he to make himself yeah. look more fierce. <laughs> it's adorable. Um, I also read that uh, all of the Koopa kids from Mario uh, 3 are alternate skins for him, which I don't know if it is cool. true, but that but they seem to be going all out with alternate skins in this game, so... Mario 3 or Mario Mario, World? Mario 3. This, this same one? No, Super Mar- the Koopa kids, Super Mario 3, they, they're inside the airships. Super Mario World is just Bowser, isn't it? Uh, no, I mean, every, you've got the castles, but it's the castle is is it a Koopa uh, kid? Eight different? Yeah. No, no, the Koopa kids are not in Super Mario. I don't think they are. The Koopa uh, kids? Yes, they absolutely are. Are they? Are we talking about the same thing here? Super Mario World. Uh, these guys. Koopalings. 
Are they are they in it? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, okay. I guess. I guess I'm. I guess I must just be wrong, Ben. I don't remember them being in it at all. Huh, I guess they are. Anyway, yeah. They're all. They're all named after uh, famous musicians. Yeah. Some of them uh, more more famous than others. Uh, Ludwig von Koopa. <laughs> incredibly famous. Huh. Uh, Lemmy. Wendy Koopa. Um. Yeah. Um. Who is Wendy named after? Wendy is named after uh, yeah, popular uh, burger franchise. <laughs> no, she's she's uh, she's named after Wendy O. Williams, lead singer of the Plasmatics. Hmm. There's a band that stuck around. Yeah, Larry is a. Uh, Jeez, I don't even remember. Um, something. I, I don't know. Uh, Morton is uh, Morton Downey Jr. <laughs> I, you, think oh, I'm, Roy. you think I'm joking, but I'm not. Morton Downey Jr. Uh, is uh, is a real singer songwriter who they thought was going to be big at the end, and then uh, I guess I guess wasn't. Not. Yeah. Uh, Wendy O is Wendy O Williams. Iggy Koopa is Iggy Pop. Roy Koopa is um, uh, Roy from uh, Fire Emblem. Yep. Yep. That's that's it. Uh, Lemmy Koopa is Lemmy Kilmeister of Motorhead, and Ludwig von Koopa is Beethoven. The only, uh, he kind of sticks out in a, like a sore thumb there. Given <laughs> his hair? Yeah. Yep, yep, that's, that's the reason. And now I want to find out who Roy and, uh, Roy, oh, Roy. Larry Koopa are named after. Uh, this is great radio, just us, like, talking about, uh, <laughs> Talking and looking up things on Wikipedia. Oh, he's Roy Orbison. Okay, that makes sense. He, because uh, he wears hot pink sunglasses, just like Roy Orbison. Uh, okay, I'm going to pretend that I know what you're talking about. Roy Orbison was a, a singer-songwriter. There are some really good yep. fanfics about him wrapped entirely in cling film on the internet, if you're curious. Um, huh. I'm sure you can find them if you search uh, Roy Orbison cling film and then three X's. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the Koopa Kids, they're pretty cool. Um, yep. Apparently they're not actually Bowser's children. The the I think Miyamoto went, put out that the official Mario canon is that Bowser Jr. is the only true child of Bowser. The Koopa Kids are just mm. are just other Koopas who admire Bowser. I can support that. I mean, this is yeah. the The story of Mario, as we've discussed in prior podcasts, is an incredibly po- important uh, <laughs> so, uh, thread. Dating um, right like, back what, to like, like are, are they at all even related? Like, I, are they like Koopa cousins? You know what? Or? They're, they're, the same, they're the same species. Yeah, they're all Koopas. Oh, by the way, Koopas in the original Japanese version of Super Mario World and uh, are called Noko Noko. That's the sound that they make. When you step yeah. on them, don't, don't go, don't go. <laughs> uh, I see. Also, uh, speaking of Wii, uh, Gone Home is coming to the Wii U. Really? Cool. Yep. Hmm. So uh, watch out for that sweet goatee of ours. Uh, Truly, the citizen cane of gaming. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, did you guys see the trailer for uh, Firewatch? No. Okay. Firewatch is the first game from Campo Santo, which is uh, that studio that. Uh, the Idle Thumbs guys formed. And uh, they debuted their first trailer for the game at PAX this year. 
they said today, I guess. Um, and it looks pretty good. It's uh, it's like a adventure game. You are a dude who is out in the middle of the woods, making sure that the woods aren't catching on fire, and then hijinks ensue. So this is a game where you play as uh, Smokey the Bear. Yes, exactly. Oh, I think I saw some material on this. It, was anything mentioned about this before the video? Um, yeah, they've been talking about it for a long time, but they've never shown any. They haven't actually shown the game before today. Okay, so I have heard of it. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, I'm I'm excited for it. It's pretty, like it is pretty, and it looks pretty good uh, Ooh, yeah. to play. It was done entirely in Unity. Um, excellent. I'm always happy to see that. Yeah, well, Gone Home was done entirely in Unity. Um, I thought Gone Home was uh, the a mod for it, it. Started. It was the original game. I feel like we've had this discussion before. <laughs> yes. Probably. Probably we, every week. We're really bad at remembering. Yeah, the, it the occurs every time. The first build of Am- of uh, of Gone Home was in was as a mod for Amnesia, but it got ported over to Unity. Anyway, g- those the I'll put I'll put a link to that trailer in the show notes because it's cool. Um, yeah. Firewatchgame.com. Yep. Or camposanto.com, I think, also will get you there. Um. All right. Well, I've got I've got nothing else to say about about the Koopa Kids. This has been a very Koopa podcast. <laughs> Wait, hang on. If we were Koopa Kids, which ones would we be? Uh, I would be uh the the one the one. I'd be the one starring Jet. Um. It's I'm I'm pretty sure I'd either so be in, you or Wendy. Yeah, um, I don't know. In Mario Party Four, uh, Koopa Koopa Troopa ran a. Uh, a beachside establishment called the Koopa Cabana. That's that's some Koopa <laughs> trivia for you. Nice. Uh, I I don't think he sang a song called the Koopa Cabana because that would have been too excellent. That would have been too much quality for a Mario Party game to contain. Oh. But uh, I don't know. I think that's uh that's okay. I think now I've exhausted my Koopa trivia. No wait wait I got one more I got one more um in the. How to Draw Nintendo Characters book that was put out in the early, either late 90s or early 2000s. Um, Bow, on, Bowser, on. hold on, I'm trying to remember what they, the the one of the characters that you would learn to draw uh, was was Bowser, and it did not call him Bowser. He's not always called Bowser. It it did not call him... Not King Koopa either? Koopa either. It, uh, it called him... Oh, I'm gonna... Of course, now... Uh, I've gone on yeah, this, now, uh, route. Yeah, oh, okay, it was, uh, it was Karog was the name that they listed him under. Hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, yep, it was a, here's how to draw Karog, and then it was just a, a, a pictures of Bowser, line by line. There's no real ex- I, explanation for why this happened, as far as I could tell. I did some research one time, because I was c- real curious about where that name came from. And the answer is, uh, uh, I don't know. Huh. So, Bowser's literal name is Koopa. It's just Koopa. Well, Bowser Koopa. Bowser is his first name, Koopa is his last name. Uh, right, in English, his name is Bowser. But, 
I think that they've merged. Japanese, he's just Koopa. Yeah, I think that they've merged those. Just like how we had Princess Toadstool and Japan had P- Princess Peach, and now her official name is Peach Toadstool. Hmm. I think all. I think so all of that. We're having a Pauline. Pauline is still in some games. Um, yeah. Yeah, she shows up in uh, a lot of the Mario vs. Donkey Kong. Games. Golf. Yeah, she was in a mm. golf game. Or something. Oh yeah, she was in golf. Yep she she does occasionally make an appearance, but sh- no one loves her. Also, she turned from a blonde into a, a brunette. Hmm. So my favorite uh, title of Bowser is Daimao. Oh, which yeah. means literally demon king. the great demon king. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Was that the original in like Mario Super Mario Brothers on the NES? That was what he was called, right? Uh, it just says in Japan. I think that was what uh, he was called in the manual. Here's the thing that you probably didn't know about the original NES Mario game. Uh in the instruction manual, it tells you that Bowser used his dark magic to turn all of the citizens of the Mushroom Kingdom into blocks. So when you uh, jump on, Jeez. hit a block <laughs> and destroy it to get... Oh, yeah, you're, you're a murderer. You're actually just murdering thousands of helpless toads. Yeah, he was called the, the Sorcerer King. Yep. So one thing I've always wondered about, because I'm sure that thing that you just said was as soon as possible written out of canon. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, to make Mario not just a serial murderer. Uh, <laughs> is, uh, what was the whole deal with Yoshi and eggs? Yoshi lays an egg? He was not being, he's not being born. He's being yeah, Like, when you, when you first rescue him, he says, thank you, Bowser trapped me in that egg. Yes. But but then he also, he lays eggs with other, other eggs. Yoshis. Yeah, I think that, I'm guessing what happens is that Yoshis lay eggs, and then that particular Yoshi was trapped inside of an egg. As Bowser uses magic. To revert him to egg egg. form. Yeah. It's sort of like a Benjamin Button situation. Yoshi actually ages in reverse. He gets smaller and smaller until he gets back (laughs) into an egg until Mario frees him. I wish there was more on uh, baby Yoshis, because baby Yoshis are probably the most adorable thing across any Mario. Are you a Yoshi murderer? Given that you've just been playing Super Mario World, do you regularly <laughs> oh, to a bottom? Do I regularly pit? realize I'm about to? Yes, yes, yes. That is yeah. that is a thing that is happening. Well, I mean, I guess but I know that, the fact uh, that you are just causing uh, you, you're causing mass murder by feeding people to Yoshi. Yeah, but those people deserve. <laughs> they had it coming. I mean, look at what they were. Koopas aren't people. They were wearing those masks that made them look just like Mario. No, I mean, I mean, uh, like all the blocks and stuff. Yeah. I, I yeah. think that maybe at that point, uh, at that point, the, the that has no longer canon. By the time Mario <laughs> World rolled around, also, also, uh, the Bob, Bob Hoskins, who plays Mario in the Super Mario Brothers movie, uh, was the lead in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, oh, look, it's Mario, because you know the, that's <laughs> the only thing that I can have seen Bob Hoskins in that I can remember him from. Uh, and I uh, guess the the villain that was Christopher Lloyd, but I could not have picked that out without reading about it. He was under very heavy makeup. You said you were a uh, oh shoot, slimy son of a snake. Some something like that. Bring me the floating fat man. Yeah. Bring me the floating fat fat Koopa. Fat Koopa dot. That was just before he turns into a T Rex in a bucket. Yep. So. I guess he evolved from the T-Rex, and then the actual king evolved from some weird room-filling fungus in that movie. I don't know. It's been years. 
man. Uh, I don't think any of that was maybe five years old to make sense. The, I'm trying to remember who I just read recently that. Oh yeah. Um. So when that movie was being shopped around, uh, Tom Hanks approached them and said, "I would like to play Mario." And this was back before Tom Hanks was a you know household name, Academy Award-winning, beloved actor. You know, multiple Academy Award-winning actors. Yeah, highest-grossing actor. Something like apparently. that, yeah. And he was like, I would like to play Mario. And they said, ah, we don't think so. You're not really a name that will attract anybody to the theaters. <laughs> and, uh... Bob, to be Bob, fair, Bob I think the movie would have ruined his career. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it didn't, it didn't ruin the careers of anybody else that was in that movie. Castaway didn't ruin his career. Yeah. Oh. I don't actually have anything to say about Castaway. Um, yep. It was a week. Wait, 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 wait. Terminal. Nah, that was alright. I'm trying to think of a movie that Tom Hanks was in that wasn't good. Toy Story. Get out. Get out. (laughs) Pretty much the worst thing he's ever done, really. I was going to say, it didn't ruin the career of uh, Dennis Hopper. Um, here's here's another piece of trivia about the Super Mario Brothers movie. The narrator of that movie was Dan Castellaneta. Uh, Homer, Sim- Homer Simpson. Uh, and uh, the genie whenever Robin Williams wasn't the genie. But, uh... That guy does a... That, that is a guy who works. I feel like he is in every single thing. Ever. Castellaneta? Yeah, I feel like he, he is... I'm, I, I'm tempted to just look, go to Wikipedia and look at his filmography. In fact, I think I will. Uh, he, was uh, in, he was in Rugrats in Paris, the movie. All right, I regret, so I regret that I've seen that movie. Uh, although it did have an excellent like... opening. Did you ever see Rugrats in Paris? Let's talk about the opening to Rugrats in Paris. Well, welcome to like a roughly an hour past the prime of this podcast. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I think that we were an hour past the prime of this podcast the minute we started debating the kids. If if uh, if a Koopa kid were going to decide whether to end this podcast, what decision would he or she make? Uh, light everyone on fire with magic. Um, throw fire rings. I I've had a great time doing this podcast with you guys. I'm gonna keep trying. If if somebody wanted to write in and tell us more cool Koopa facts, how would they... It would go to the vast list of ways that you can do this on redpagespodcast.com. Redpages yeah. They could also, uh, yeah. if they didn't want to go to that website, tweet at us, uh, at Red, redpagespodcast. All right, we're done. Yeah. We're, we're done. This is over. Okay. For, for, all that, for all that you have known, I've been Justin. Which still starts with a J. Uh, yep. I, I was Paul. Sponsored by Okay. I've been Gord. And this has been Red Pages Podcast. So when you say to tweet at me, do you say tweet at me at and then my name or at and then at Red Pages Podcast? Uh, no, because that is a uh, a giant four-legged walking uh, tank, heavily armored, that shoots lasers and lands on Hoth. Uh, I believe that is pronounced A-T-A-T. I don't think any... Yeah, but some people don't know that. Uh, Excuse me, I think, I think you... It's pretty much armored, all-terrain armored trench port.
Ja, ich zeige euch was. Ja. Well, actually, ich bin eigentlich 